0: because individually
1: we're great, but together we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, dot com Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
2: Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your host, Andy Holloway. Jason Moore and Mike Wright
1: oh, Welcome in
3: It's football time Lot of some rain
1: Welcome, one and all. Thursday, November tenth, the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Mike, the Fantasy Hitman, Jason Moore, Andy Holloway.
3: Sometimes you just gotta you gotta find some filler words. Lot of some is is that what you said? That is.
1: I, I was just moving on because I didn't I couldn't distinguish the words. Lot of some Rich, rain. Yeah. Oh, so you were. Yeah. Okay. There was There's a lot of some. <laughs> Lots of some rain, which is different than little bit rain, yes. which we do
3: get from time to time. It will not be a little bit rain tonight from no, what will I see. It'll be a lot of some of it. Yeah.
1: This will be lots of some rain. <laughs> Dr. Seuss on the other side, taking care of business. Uh we have the fantasy forecast today. The forecast is lots of some rain. News and notes, never not working. Starts of the week in the boom boom kicker. Jason, consecutive days with the pickleball t shirt.
4: Oh yeah, maybe I can't. I have pickleball.
1: Pickleball uh, <laughs> continues to ascend.
3: Oh man, the the haters are starting to form their their uh, their groups, their councils. They're the pickle haters. Oh yeah. There's only
1: one type of pickle hater.
3: Tennis players. Tennis players.
1: <laughs> the rest love
4: it. Yeah. Uh, no, they. To big- be fair, there are tennis players who also love
3: pickleball. Yes, ball. that's
1: true. Yeah. They they convert and then they make money on the pickleball yeah. side.
3: Mm-hmm. And they're way better than us yeah that's fair that's that's true
1: um what do we got going on today we have a lot going on today we have injury updates already saw that brandon cooks decided to practice oh the wrist is feeling better so that's good right
4: that is good yeah i i I get back to disappointing your fantasy roster talked on the party room last night that i think he's a decent trade for target just because he's a uh borderline free pickup I think you can scoop him up from managers for very little he's done nothing he hasn't been playing he's had basically one good week on the season but I still believe that he is a talented wide receiver who has a good target share and has brighter days ahead I mean you're picking up guys off of waivers that aren't nearly that good
1: yeah I would have Brandon Cooks on my roster over Donovan Peoples Jones
4: yeah exactly
1: YouTube.com/slash/thefantasyfootballers. Subscribe, click that bell. Catch Mike on Sunday live each and every week, helping you out right before the games kick off. Twitter at the FF Ballers. You can follow us over there at Andy Holloway, at Jason FFL at FF Hitman. If you want to follow us individually, we are very verified. We're yeah verified plus.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: it is our accounts, right? At least for now. Yeah, Mike has been following the world of Twitter as we all have.
3: It's, it's, um, it's a
1: good time. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens over there. <laughs> Jointhefoot.com is our fantasy football community. Let's uh
2: let's move on. Never not working. <laughs> Presented by Head and Shoulders Scalp Shield Technology. Available at Walmart.
4: All right, well, this week we wanted to take a look at calling our shot on some touchdowns coming the way for players who haven't been scoring touchdowns. We just like recently Joe Mixon. talked about Joe Mixon. That was your call, Andy. Prior to that, it was Alvin Kamara. It was these players that, look, they're getting the ball a lot. They are being productive. They're not scoring touchdowns. That's not common. I mean, we know Jacoby Myers – like set the world record for um, not scoring touchdowns last year, but he's the outlier. Cole Komet was competing
1: with him, trying to beat him.
4: There is a reason that, you know, the NFL averages exist, because it's just after what 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 happens on average. So these players are going to return to uh, the NFL average, if not their own yeah, they're, they're outstanding own personal, average. Uh, personal average. So we wanted to take a look at um, running backs and wide receivers, and see, maybe these are good trade for targets or players you can have a little bit more confidence in. So, running backs, the league average for touchdowns is every twenty nine point four opportunities. That is how often the average NFL running back scores a touchdown. And we took a look at some guys who minimum, you know, uh, ten carries a game, ten opportunities a game, that are over fifty opportunities a game right now without scoring a touchdown. Some of these guys are way higher, and I'm going to start at the top. 132 opportunities per touchdown for Jonathan Taylor, who only has one touchdown on the season. We've talked about the disappointment, the injury, the the fact that um, he hasn't been on the field. And we've talked about, well, he was disappointing when he was on the field. You want to know why? Because he just wasn't scoring touchdowns. And the thing is about the NFL average is that's for good offenses, for bad offenses. This isn't like, well, the Colts offense isn't going to be good, so he's not going to score any touchdowns whatsoever. He's going to return and score touchdowns. I think, you know, I've I've been the pro-Jonathan Taylor uh, rest-of-season guy. Maybe it'll still take a couple weeks, but I do think he returns. A couple other names... Um, That are good. We mentioned one of these as a trade for target yesterday, James Conner. He led the NFL with 15 rushing touchdowns last year. He has 85 opportunities per touchdown so far this year. That is a crazy outlier, not only for all running backs, but specifically for a player like James Conner, who is good at scoring touchdowns uh, in the red zone. Um, Two other names. Devin Singletary, this one's a little bit more scary because you have Naeem Hines there, you have Josh Allen who could be the touchdown vulture, but you want to remember that last year when he was awesome down the stretch, why was it? He was scoring touchdowns. <laughs> like he, It's not outlandish to think that the Bills running back can't score touchdowns. He has right now 114 opportunities per total touchdowns and um
1: I don't know if you saw this yesterday Paul uh Himbo on Twitter posted every Bills offensive touchdown this year.
4: Oh yes.
3: And yeah. Josh
1: Allen was responsible for 23 of the 25 via pass or rush. There was one Cook, James Cook rushing yep. touchdown and one McKenzie rushing touchdown. Otherwise Josh Allen every other touchdown was his fault
4: and i think there's a good chance. He is <laughs> excellent, excellent yeah. Uh that he might not play this week. He will be responsible for zero touchdowns when he does not play. Uh that is what my math is showing me. <laughs> good work. Thank you. Da- uh, David Montgomery, the last one. He only has two carries inside the 5 this year, but David Montgomery, great matchups coming up. Yeah. 61 uh opportunities per touchdown right now. So positive regression is coming for those players. At wide receiver uh, wide receivers have averaged basically a touchdown every 186 receiving yards or, or 22 targets. And there's a couple of guys, Tyree Kill and Justin Jefferson, they're underperforming. Like, they're awesome. I mean, Tyree Kill is literally on pace to break the single-season receiving record, but he only has three receiving touchdowns. That's not going to be how his season finishes. There's nothing on the field that says he should... You know, he should have three more touchdowns if he was just playing at the NFL average. I feel
1: like he's just got too many yards. He's just like, slow down. Yeah. Get yeah. those averages back.
4: <laughs> yeah, we we got to get Jalen Waddle to a touchdown. Why don't you take a break here? Yeah, uh, Waddle Tyree.
1: has six of them.
4: So uh, I think even brighter days, it seems impossible, but even brighter days are ahead for uh, Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson. But the two wide receivers you might want to target to actually look at bringing them on board because touchdowns are coming their way, one is Deontay Johnson. He has seventy-six total targets right now, no touchdown. Now, uh, obviously, he's he's not being used down the field, uh, and he's got a rookie quarterback. Yeah, they're not sustaining drives. They're not scoring a lot of points. So, my expectation for him would be that this year he is he he would be under the NFL average, but he's got seventy-six total targets. It's twenty-two targets on average per touchdown he's at 76 touchdowns will come his way and the one that I've I've been talking about probably the most and trying to lift you up uh Andy because I know you traded for him and he's been a little bit disappointing but Chris Godwin right now is 9.3 targets per game 65 total targets and he has not had a touchdown Now, he is not finishing this season with no touchdowns. Let's say he finishes the season with a poor touchdown rate because right now he's being used like a Jarvis Landry, right? Real short passes. He gets a four-touchdown season. Ho-hum, that stinks. If he finishes the season with four touchdowns, that means they're all the rest of the season. <laughs> like, like they they're seven
1: going... nine seven five. That's what his touchdown totals were the past four years.
4: Yeah, and if he finishes with four, that means he's got four touchdowns in only the second half of the season. He's going to positively regress towards the NFL average. Those are players that I would personally be targeting for touchdown upside.
3: The last thing I just want to throw in here uh, is just to understanding a re- returns positive regression, as we say on here. Or just a return to the mean, whatever you, however you phrase it, it doesn't mean they have backlogged or stored correct, correct. a whole bunch of touchdowns. You're like Wait. they have to get them in in these next few weeks, or yeah. they break the law. Yeah, like Joe Mixon just bottled up his touchdowns and, un- and unleashed them in one game. It simply means they will, re- they should return to the average of how often they score in their career, which yeah, means and- that moving forward, the touchdowns should be. Uh, much higher than what we've, what we've seen.
1: And that's the essence of averages over multiple years anyways. Like you don't – it's not like, you know, at this point in time, we look at Alvin Kamara's career and we say he scores this many touchdowns per year, but he right. also had a six-touchdown game, you know, on Christmas or whatever it was a couple of years ago. Um, you know, Godwin's had multi-touchdown games before. They Sometimes they come in bunches. Sometimes they, they come every week. It, it's just an average of, you know, these players are kind of bucking their normal trend it's an anomaly. So I think the biggest lesson for me on Godwin was like, don't overreact to how you feel about this player simply on the basis of how the touchdowns are making you feel. I, I Yesterday, I literally almost overreacted on Godwin. I sent out three trade offers and I was going to overpay to go pick up a Hopkins in a dynasty league instead of a Godwin for a playoff run and to go pick up a di- And then I, literally just clicked withdraw on all three offers after I got done with it going, you know, these players aren't different. They're the same, but God was just not <laughs> scoring touchdowns, so I feel horrible.
4: Yeah, what it is is it's about current today value. Yes. The value of these players that we mentioned, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, uh, Jonathan Taylor, James Conner, they are undervalued Yes, because they have not had the least predictable statistic happening to go their way we talk about it in the offseason a lot touchdowns aren't a sticky stat you have players like Dalvin Cook who goes from 20 touchdowns one year to six touchdowns the next year not a not a worse player the next year exactly right there's a lot that has to go right to get the touchdowns so target the players who are underperforming in that metric because their value's low right now on Un- and it shouldn't be All right, that was never not working. You can get up to
1: 100% dandruff protection that is never not working with head and shoulders scalp shield technology available at walmart.com. Use it every time you shampoo and see the difference.
2: News and notes from around the league, presented by USAA Insurance.
1: We'll jump into the news here, try to get through it quickly because we have a lot to talk about with the forecast, the starts of the week. Darren Waller, limited, has not played in week five. Uh, Wall- since week five. Yeah, since week five. Waller has, has basically come out and said what we know and has seen have seen evidence in, like Keenan Allen's situation. You have to be 100 with the hamstring before you go out and try the hamstring out. Otherwise, you go back to square one. And he kind of said that and that it's not smart to play with a risk to your hamstring. So his situation, he seems to be limited in practice, getting out there, getting reps every week and then not playing, you can't count on him. You need to make other arrangements. And then when you get him back, maybe have some confidence that he is back and
3: healthy. That's that's all it's saying to me is getting in a bunch of limited practices but not playing, it can be very frustrating for fantasy football. But if he's at least getting the limited ones in, when he goes, I would put him back in and feel feel confident that you're you're, you're not as likely to get the re-aggravation. You're, sh- you should get Darren Waller back. Kyler Murray is
1: dealing with a hamstring injury. On the other side of the football in that game, Matthew Stafford in the concussion protocol. So there's some questions around these two players.
3: Pick up the Arizona defense.
1: Yeah, right now I feel as though, uh, you know, I think Kyler will be out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that Stafford's much more of a question with the way concussion protocols have worked. The fact he was a later
4: addition that we didn't know about. Yeah, they added him to the concussion protocol on Tuesday. We didn't find out about it until Wednesday. But uh, when you're added that, time period, I think it's unlikely that Matthew Stafford is going to play. Tyler Higby was my start of the week this morning, but based on this news, I still think you can play him with Wolford, but um, certainly not a must-start player if Matthew Stafford is not playing.
1: That line is down to 41, so Vegas generally, they make their bets just like they're doing in the Buffalo game because Josh Allen officially Mm. did not practice. Uh, Matthew Betts, our injury expert, would be surprised if he played and we'll talk about that matchup later today. So I don't, we don't need to get into it all now. But, um, a tear is streaming down my face. Sure. Cardinals uh, talked about those situations. Damian Pierce added to the injury report with a chest shoulder. Chest and shoulder
4: injury. These two pieces of news are really ironic. The Damian Pierce added to the injury report. Colts running back Jonathan (laughs) Taylor returned to a limited practice Wednesday. Yesterday we were talking about the safety of Damian Pierce and the risk of the Jonathan Taylor injuries. Is this our fault? I think this is your fault. Okay. Okay. I just want to be clear. I didn't do anything. Are you the Fancy Reaper, Mike? No. I'm not the Fancy Reaper.
1: There is no uh, safety in football that's what we should that's what we should have led with I see Brooks you're nodding over there there's everybody's hurt right
3: yeah everybody's hurt all the time it's a rough sport
1: Keenan Allen day-to-day
4: oh but did not participate in practice Wednesday
1: (sighs) Zeke took some snaps and team drills wasn't ready to say he'd be good to go says he he needs more reps
4: I I think there's a shot he sits yeah his quote oh that'd be soft his quote seemed pretty soft. here's this he's playing. He uh he, you know he plays my to, words, those are Zeke words. to play deep into the playoffs, so he's focused on the long game. Uh that, it's you know Well, he has the luxury. I mean, the team has yes. the
1: luxury of having him focused on the long game.
4: The thought process was you're going to take the week off so that you get the bye week, two total weeks and Zeke will be back ready to go. Now it seems that's up for debate.
1: And that's a Green Bay game. And then Traylon Burks returned to practice from injured reserve. Um, I still think it's going to be tough for him to contribute to your fantasy team just with the way the offense was, but maybe Especially not. Especially if it's Malik Willis, right? Which uh, we don't know yet. That was today's news and notes brought to you by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com/insurance.
2: Fantasy forecast.
1: All righty, let's do it. Seattle six and three taking on the four and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buongiorno. Though, oh, in Germany, <laughs> thank you, in Munich, Germany. Um, take a moment to let that sink in. Six and three Seattle, four and five Tampa. I don't know what the money line would have been, or the uh, the betting line Every on season? on those two records at this point in the season. Oh, you would have. But you'd been a rich man,
3: plus like fifty thousand.
1: The DraftKings Sportsbook line though has Tampa Bay minus three in this game. The over under is forty four and a half. It is in uh Munich, Germany. Technically Tampa's the home team. Whatever. <laughs> I just you know, Seattle is a they're a machine. And if you wanted to know whether they were a machine, swapping out a potential Hall of Fame quarterback for Geno Smith and doing the same things shows you how much of a machine they are. Kenneth Walker Where's defenses down? The Seattle draft class. Look, I don't want to give Seattle any credit for anything. <laughs> no, of course I'm a Cardinal not. fan. Yeah, look, at I, your, look at your hat. I want them to be um at the basement. That would be my goal. Twelfth man, I have no respect for you. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> However, six and three is so impressive. Yes. The draft class amazing just home runs home runs the 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 most starts of any draft class in football both sides of the ball making a huge difference and uh they deserve credit they do they they've been incredible um and they get the broncos picks (laughs) i mean oh my gosh if you want to fix your franchise in one trade i mean shipping off the the salary of russell wilson getting the draft picks and doing what they did with them bravo uh So, on that side of the ball, though, in this game against Tampa, Tampa's ninth against the running back position, but that doesn't cause you to sit Kenneth Walker because you can't. Kenneth Walker's too good. What about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? Are they both in your lineup?
4: Yeah, they're both in. Uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, they've been really, really solid on the season. Geno Smith throwing two touchdowns the majority of his games, and they're going their way. So, I think both those players have to be in lineups.
1: All right. Well, uh is Geno Smith somebody that is in your streaming consideration this week? They are not favored. Twenty-point implied point total. He's been pretty good. QB I mean, eight
3: on the year. It's. I, I think he's a fine play. Man, um, yeah, that's the question: is Is Geno Smith with the level of play that we've seen from him? We know we had uh, you had three kind of down games: Arizona uh, when they were at home, then the Chargers, and then the Giants. But then a bounce back for him this past week against Arizona. It's is Gino for you guys still a streaming guy or is he like if you're in a fourteen team or you just you're just playing him?
4: Well, fourteen teamers. Okay, you sure. in a twelve in a normal
3: league. league, I I still view
4: Gino as a as a streamer. Um, you know Dax and and you know uh, Herbert is is a is a real question right now without any weapons to throw the ball to. So if you're talking to Herbert in a bad matchup without those weapons maybe I would take Geno ahead of him okay but I I'm I'm not just saying Geno is an automatic start he has not been uh an every week great play for fantasy we just know that he actually does have upside he can be good he was very good this last week in this matchup where I think he should need to throw the ball more not necessarily because the Buccaneers are going to score a ton of points but because they've got a very good run d and, you know, this isn't one where you'd project just a smash two hundred yards and two touchdowns for Kenneth Walker. They're gonna need to throw the ball with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to win this game.
1: I do believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win this ball game. Um I didn't even know what the line was. I'm surprised it's Tampa minus three, but
3: Well, they're the home team. In Munich, Germany. <laughs> yes. Get that bump.
1: Yeah, right. Uh but Tom Brady. You know, it's been a rough ride of late. Um, They rallied. I think that meant a lot to this offense figuring things out at the end of that game. Um, But Brady, passing touchdowns over the last five weeks, 1-1-0-1-1. You want to talk about the Chris Godwin issue? Eh, That's part of it, right? And his one touchdown went to Kate Otten. So, you know, Mike Evans, I don't think he scored a touchdown since week five. Chris Godwin... He hasn't scored a touchdown all year. And then, you know, Kate Otten, he's he's running routes, and he's participating in this offense.
3: The, yeah, Kate, Are all
1: three of those players in your lineup?
3: Oh, the, the the wide receivers, of course. K. Otten was lined up to be my start of the week, the second most routes run among tight ends over the last month. Seattle dead last against the tight end position. But Cameron Brait returned to full practice uh, uh, yesterday. So I don't know... I don't know that you can play Kate Otten with full confidence. If if Cameron Braid still misses, which is possible with the uh with the injury that he had, he could be practicing in full and still not play. Then Kate Otten would be a great streamer. If Braid is active, I'm gonna be I would be nervous to do it.
1: Leonard Fournette, we talked about um I trade s- candidates yesterday at length. We talked about Fournette at length. Still playing him. Okay. And then would you take any chances with Rashad White in this game? Seattle's defense twenty second against the running back position. A lot of rumors coming out of the bye that he may get uh more work, kind of like the Jalen Warren situation.
4: I'm I'm not looking for the glory shot in getting his first game of relevance right. I I think that you are waiting for a Leonard Fournette injury with Rashad White and you're just ex- keep seeing, him on your bench yeah you're just yes. seeing him get more and more involved more comfortable and competent in the offense for if that should happen more confidence to just throw him in as a as a top weekly play
1: all right quick break and back with the Vikings Bills
4: this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp some things may seem small at the time but And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy. Whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life, there's a lot of benefit. And you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire, and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com
0: footballers. and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease To Tap the banner or visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply.
1: All right, we are back with the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bill. You know, sometimes things get typed in the in the chat i mean i don't i can't contain i can't contain the laughter nothing jason said was humorous so jason that was not about you i was confused uh i apologize for breaking that was entirely
3: be professional over there man
1: that was due to reading some secret stuff inside of the company slack uh the minnesota vikings are seven and one they take on the buffalo bills at six and two One has to be a little disappointed that we may not have Josh Allen in this game because, you know, it's a matchup of heavyweights right now. The DraftKings Sportsbook line still has Buffalo minus 3.5. The over-under is 43.5. I can't believe that. That's an updated line, Kyle. Yeah, Yeah, that's
4: updated. It it opened at 49.5 and Buffalo minus 6.5.
1: So, hedging right now. The uh, the Sportsbooks, considering the fact that Josh Allen might not be out there. Case Keenum is... The backup. Oh, man. We get Keenum
3: and Stephon Diggs.
1: Yeah, and you get Keenum. Yeah, right. His old team. (laughs) The game is in Buffalo. Keenum is a competent quarterback. So when you look at this game, I, you know, let's say you said today Case Keenum is playing no matter what. I'd still be taking Buffalo. Like, I still think Buffalo wins the ball game. Um, Their defense is extraordinary. They're at home. Uh, We saw the Minnesota Vikings offense have trouble last week against Washington. And so it's a harsh environment, tough matchup. Think you can still have confidence in Stephon Diggs, of course, regardless of the quarterback situation. But once you move beyond your main target in the wide receiver room, that's where I think not having Josh Allen is going to really put questions into your mind about, you know, Gabe Davis. How risky. He's already a risky start at times with Josh Allen, but you have. The ceiling is so high with Josh Allen on one of his good games that you you play him. In this matchup, it seems a lot riskier with Case Keenum if he's the quarterback.
4: Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, if you're talking about a Donovan Peoples-Jones level start, sure, I, I might be willing to, but I'm not. You know, I love Gabe Davis. I love having him in my lineup when I've got Josh Allen there because at any time, you can have an 80-yard touchdown. Uh, If, if Josh Allen does not play, I am looking to – absolutely bench gabe davis if i can if i'd be got...
1: playing uh darnell mooney
4: yeah absolutely
1: Cortland sutton mike
3: i would Wood. <laughs> i would
1: uh mike Wood is the best answer to a question zay jones against kansas
3: city kansas city yeah is, uh, yeah yeah I,
4: I would play zay that i think he is the best barometer here because no one's ever he's excited. Always, he's always
3: on the way for water. To play Zay Jones. Zay Jones lives on the <laughs> way wire.
4: But I would play Zay Jones over Gabe Davis if Josh Allen does not play.
3: That'd be
1: a funny rule in a league. Like certain players are tagged as you can only sign them, play them, and drop them. Yes. yes. Like you Sunday can't,
4: morning pickups only.
1: Only. And you yeah. cannot have them on your roster once Wednesday comes around. Right. <laughs> um. That is Zay Jones though. I mean everybody grabs. Yeah. He is the spot start. If yeah. you have a nickname for Zay Jones, it's spot start. Yeah. Um, the old spot start yeah Devin Singletary 74% of snaps last week not that we expected Naeem Hines to get a ton of opportunity yet on the new team he was traded midweek I don't expect Singletary's snap count to stay at 74%
3: not over the season though
1: with Naeem Hines an intentional addition by this roster but I think Singletary is still okay to play in this game especially if they need to depend on the run game more Dawson Knox not messing around
3: not without Josh Allen
1: Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, yep, T.J. Hawkinson, very impressive in Week One with Minnesota, nine for seventy. If you saw him in the press conference after the trade, goes from worst to first. Really excited to be playing in important games. I mean, this guy is jazz. He's, he's
4: never done it. <laughs> no, I, it's
1: it's impressive. Um, the the nine match-
4: targets in your first week says that even though the matchup isn't good, you yeah. have to keep playing him.
1: David and Joku coming back from injury or Hawkinson? You'd go Hawkinson. I go Hawkinson. Okay. A Kyle Pitts or T.J. Hawkinson?
4: Hawkinson.
3: Hawkinson. Okay.
1: Tony Gonzalez or T.J. Hawkinson?
3: <laughs> Hawkinson. All right. All right. I thought you were going to say Hot Tony take. Gonzalez or Kyle Pitts. Kirk I'd have to think about it.
1: Kirk Cousins is a bench this week.
3: <laughs> yes. Would, wouldn't you yeah, agree? I mean, yeah, if if you can. Jared
1: Goff this week against Chicago or Kirk Cousins. I would go Goff.
3: Ooh. Yeah, I, 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 I think yeah, I, I would as well. What about Geno Smith against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? i played play Geno Smith. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Let's go ahead and transition to Hawkinson's foreman former team. Two and six Detroit Lions coming off that sweet, sweet victory over the Packers. Oh, so sweet. Uh if Al was in the building today, this would be my insert troll here moment mm-hmm. for the Packers. Chicago Bears are three and six. They're doing it perfectly. They are turning it around on offense while still losing. It's and wonderful. getting yeah. the most draft capital you can. Good
3: work, Chicago.
4: I, I, I mean. Tremendous. I, I'm a huge fan right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> a big fan of the Bears.
1: Yeah, because they, they're everything you want. And, <gasps> oh, Jay Grizz, happy about that. But, yeah, that's a first appearance by Jay Grizz in a little while. Hibernating. Um, no, the Bears, are, they're putting up points. I mean, they're favored in this game. DraftKings has the line at Chicago minus three. The over-under is 48 and a half. Delightful. See the Bears have, have have gone from a fantasy nightmare where you're constantly talking about how disappointed you are in all of their weapons, right? Darnell Mooney, mm-hmm. Justin Fields. And now you're just you're you're excited to see what happens, right? It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life. I mean, this is great. Justin Fields is a must start. Yes. Darnell Mooney is a very worthy start against Detroit. Yes. David Montgomery is a good start this week yep. against Detroit. Khalil Herbert Go ahead and flex him if you feel like sure, it. yeah.
4: Why not play with a little fire?
1: But I will say Montgomery, 70% of snaps, two straight weeks. So, you know, you're playing lower odds around the goal line that you're going to see Herbert on the field.
4: Cole Komet, why
1: not? Why not have a good – take him for a stroll.
3: Yeah, we're going to we're yeah. gonna talk about him later. We that have one,
1: three starts a... of the week in this game. Whoa, whoa, don't give in that this away. game,
3: Mike. That is
1: you, not you true. Miscounted. It's four, by the way. Yeah. <laughs>
4: What are we doing? Uh what we're doing is we are chasing <laughs> Lions Tigers and Bears, oh my. We are chasing two inept defenses with two good enough offenses. You expect both teams to be able to score. Now this is a divisional game. So sometimes those fall into the traps, the teams know each other well and they play up to the, you know, to the division standards. That being said, I don't think either team's defense just has the talent To really stop either of these offenses. So I think that's why you see so many starts of the week from this matchup because this could turn into a barn burner based on what we've been seeing over the last month.
3: What are you guys doing with DeAndre Swift, who got a little bit of, I mean, it was a little bit positive there from (laughs) Guns Mahoney.
1: Wait, wait, what was it? Little bit some positive
3: or something? Little bit some positivity from Guns Mahoney, aka Dan Campbell. Uh, but I mean, absolute minimal usage got brought down on the one on a reception, which was devastation for yours truly and a lot of you out there. I'll do tell you, you have the con? The, the matchup is juicy.
1: This is like this is like taking. Tell
3: me what to do. This is like
1: taking a beautiful glass statue and carefully placing it down in the middle of a daycare, and you hope it lasts okay. through through the end of the day. It could, and it's beautiful. Yeah. But, but um,
3: Well, are you are you putting the, the Vaz into the daycare if you had him on your roster? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is uh, you
1: asking for a friend?
3: Yeah, I'm asking for Look, a good friend. <laughs> I know him well. Jamal Williams has been getting so many opportunities. Jamal Williams is, is in all of my lineups this yeah, week. Yeah,
1: I think the best way to think about it is not DeAndre Swift working into a running back timeshare. I think the best way to think of it is they have Amon Ross, St. Brown, and no one else as a weapon. It, you, you don't have TJ Hawkinson anymore. Mm-hmm. And can DeAndre Swift be the slot receiver you need this week? Yes. I mean, that's how I'm thinking about this situation. <laughs> I think that in this matchup, with, this, with the hopes of a shootout, right? Like, I, I'm willing to take the over in this game. With that hope, I would play DeAndre Swift as a flex. I would. I I, I agree.
3: Well, what I about a running back, too? <laughs>
4: Well, it depends on your <laughs> options, Mike. Yeah, what, get, tell us your options. Yeah, what are your options let's over help, there? Let's help a guy out. Okay, that, I, I mean,
3: mean, your friend. This is a very specific situation. Right, for uh, your friend. For your friend. So, let's, it's, a, it's a lot of options, so uh, have, have a seat, everybody. So, for your running back, too, you could play Got it. Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Mm. You could play DeAndre Swift. You could play Ezekiel Elliott if he's active. You right. could play Antonio Gibson against the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: You still have A.J. Dillon? Your friend
3: has a really bad situation (laughs) to decide from. No, my friend no longer has A.J. Dillon. Because
1: that might have worked out this week.
3: Um, I'm asking for Kyle, by the way.
1: Okay. Yeah, this is for Kyle. Let's
4: play So, wait. Hunt, Zeke, Swift, and Gibson. Was that the last name? That is correct. The Gibson one is the hard one.
3: I think that's your actual dilemma. I agree. That one.
1: The matchup
4: is tough against Philly.
1: But he could. But he could have a lot of passing game work. More than Swift. Yes. I think. Um, are you favored? I mean, is your yes. friend is
3: your friend favored? Yeah, Kyle's favored to win.
1: So <laughs> yeah. then you're looking at safety, and I I I, I think Swift is risky on okay. the safety trend. All right, so good I think, news. Think, I'll tell Kyle that. So Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I mean, maybe one of those guys is definitely gonna be your best play. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who Who's your pick there?
4: Are you? You're asking me. I uh, thought you were you're asking the man Mike. I'm looking at. Um. I will go with Swift or Hunt, um, and I think I will go with DeAndre Swift. Okay. They they wanted to get him more. Don't work. screw this up. The matchup is good. The talent is there. Safest is probably Hunt, huh? Uh, it, it's it, it's one of the three. It
3: seems like Hunt is safer. Okay. So, uh, we can't keep talking about so, this, but I mean, now you see why. My friend's beard is green. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. No
1: doubt. No doubt. Um, that's tough. That's really tough. Jamal Williams, though, Yes. not play. as tough. Uh, and, until you the actually. The offensive line is so good.
3: Until you actually see DeAndre Swift cutting fully into the workload, Jamal Williams should be played almost every single week. Amon Ra has been actually really disappointing. He has. Um, but I'm. Still playing. The matchup is not great. Bears eighth against fantasy wide receivers when you adjust, but I don't want I'm to see him, him
1: slip into this PPR only type of player this year. That would make me really sad. Sure, because he he just he's been so much more impressive than that. Denver at three and five take on the Tennessee Titans who are five and three. The DraftKings sportsbook line Tennessee minus two and a half. The over under is thirty seven. The line started at forty uh the confidence level of Ryan Tannehill making it back onto the field it's not tremendous I think
4: um the over under is at 37 is that I mean true? it's bad yeah it's bad I I maybe I'm maybe I'm completely misremembering but I can't remember that that's the last that of the, of the line, year that I can remember. I have an update it's now at 36 and a half 36 and a half I I can't remember a line that low like my memory is not that very good. But have, but, not that very, not good? that very good. Was that on accident?
3: <laughs> no. No. Great joke. Thank you. Uh, have you seen the Denver Broncos offense? <laughs> Might be too high. Wow.
1: Yeah, and and the Tennessee defense been better of late. You know, you had Patrick Mahomes putting the team on his back last week. But yeah, I mean, look look at the look at the Broncos right now. Corlin, you can't make me. Corlin Sutton has not been producing. The running back room is Gordon Murray Edmonds. Can you play any of them with confidence this week against the six-ranked run defense? And I think the best run defense since maybe week two? No.
3: Agreed. Russell this, Wilson? This game is, is pretty easy to me. The, yeah, break it down, Mike. So on on the Denver Broncos side, I mean, if you got – if you got uh you Adamantium underpants and you want to play Russell Wilson, okay, it makes sense. I coming off of the bye week, perhaps they figure something out. The Titans 26th uh against quarterbacks when you adjust for the schedule, I probably wouldn't do it. I'd be going with, you know, we we mentioned some streams earlier or like Jimmy even Jimmy Garoppolo uh is in a, in a fine place. I'm not I don't really want to play the running backs if I can get away with it cuz now Chase Edmonds is is an addition, they've said we view him as a third down back. They've had the bye week to get him involved. So him going right into third downs, it could certainly happen. But the, the Titans are not, like they give up points to fantasy wide receivers. So I do think that Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton can be played. Uh, not You're not expecting top 15 numbers from either of these guys, but I do think they are both flex-worthy or wide receiver three plays this week.
1: I am not putting Cortland Sutton back into my own lineup until I see a reason to on the field. You know, you're not talking about a small sample size of futility right now. You're talking about the last four games he's on pace for like 200 yards on the year the and last 30 the, receptions, and that's a large sample. That's four games.
3: The, well, the this, last three games have been terrible, not arguing against that, but four weeks ago he had five for 74 against the Colts. If he gives you five for seventy four, yeah. But what if he gives
1: you the other three weeks?
3: Yeah, I know. Terrible. The, the Chargers game was that was the total collapse of the entirety of the Broncos offense. He got nine targets the following week. It was the Jets, and they and uh, and Sauce and company shut him down. The Jacksonville game was far more to me uh, troublesome and worrying. Jerry Judy had a fine game. Meanwhile, it was only four targets for Cortland Sutton. But my, can I, I share my my sure. main
1: concern is that you've seen in those games that Jerry Judy target share has gone up and it seems like it's a choice. And then you add Greg Dulcich to the equation and he seems to be somebody that this quarterback can trust. So I do think that you could be right. Cortland Sutton could have a bounce back game. It could also end up really risky. And I don't know, you know, you talked about Donovan people's Jones and the matchup this week, how he's being used. We talk about Darnell Mooney, you know, are those options that you would, Start over Sutton, or are you really kind of counting on this game to be the get right game for
4: him? I mean, personally, I would start Mooney over over Sutton over Jerry Judy. I have to. I don't s- mind that. I have to see Russell Wilson do something. And I know that uh, you know. Look, last week you had Juju have an okay game. McCole Hardman got a touchdown, but the Chiefs really were limited for what the Chiefs do, uh, regularly by the Titans. The Titans are at home. This defense seems very, very uh, good. So, really, Greg Dulcich, because he's a tight end, and that is really another place where Tennessee has struggled with, that's, you know, I, I you can always justify starting a tight end in a bad matchup just because you don't have a lot of other options.
1: Dulcich has been one of the biggest start-sit questions. You know, it's Dulcicher Fryermuth, Dulcich or Njoku, Dulcich or Higby, Dulcich or Pitts, mm-hmm. Dulcich we, or Everett. And we're gonna
4: have answers to that real, real soon.
3: Oh man.
1: Derrick Henry, play him. Don't yeah. play anybody
4: else. Yep. Agreed.
1: That that was easy. Jacksonville's three and six. They take on the six and two Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites, according to DraftKings. The over under is fifty and a half. It gives them thirty points in this game. Patrick Mahomes, when he is a uh, a favorite of this magnitude is 16 and two and uh, you, you play him mm-hmm. you can play Juju this week. he has been very consistent and then with the question Agreed. marks around Hardman's injury, um, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Could be fine. I mean he had abdominal soreness, mm. which we also had from a lot of Oreos yesterday. <laughs> If you listen to the uh, Spotify live show, you know that the first 10 minutes was committed to our own struggles with uh, abdominal. I don't know that I
3: call them struggles. I mean, it was or a happy struggle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You had had self-control yesterday, Mike. That's right. That's why your abdominal muscle was all right. But I I find that to be a difficult word to pronounce. Abdominable.
4: Abdominable.
1: Thank you for helping me. (laughs) Uh, Kadarius Tony, do we see more of uh, the Tony Experiment this week. I
4: I think it makes sense that you would see more Tony as every single week goes on. Uh, If McCole Hardman does not play, then I think that's where you could actually ask yourself would I be willing to take a shot on starting Kadarius Tony? As as of now, you can't start Kadarius Tony until you see him involved in the offense in a really impactful way. Uh, But, you know, if an injury ahead of him forced his entry, onto the field, we know that, you know, when it comes to targets per route run, when he's on the field, he, he earns them targets. Feels
1: like there may be more clarity kind of coming to the wide receiver room in, in Kansas City, to me. Like, Juju feels like he is kind of secure. MVS is getting phased
3: out. Yeah, it seems like it.
1: Sky Moore has not been he, he impactful didn't get, in he didn't any way. didn't get phased in. Way. No. And so, uh, and then Travis Kelsey, you should probably play him. Yep. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne
3: yeah etn of course Trevor Lawrence I mean if, if when you're talking a streaming quarterback teams just they have to throw so much against the Kansas City Chiefs because the chiefs put up so many points that it turns into fantasy output so like 23rd or I'm um, sorry 28th against quarterbacks that's the chiefs 24th against running backs 25th against wide receivers 29th against tight ends because there's just so many plays and so many uh, passing opportunities for the other team. That These guys are in play. It's not that I love playing. You're like, oh, I'm t- going to target the Chiefs' defense. I'm targeting Chiefs' games. You
1: also hope that with the pass rush, Travis Etienne will get involved in the passing game. The Chiefs allow the most receptions per game to the running back. Um, and and Etienne is important to this offense. Yep.
4: And C- awesome. Yeah, Christian yeah, yeah. Kirk. Yeah, He's, he's, in, he's, he's in. in your lineup.
1: Zay Jones, the spot, start. spot you, starter. You can get him in there. Zay Jones or Cortland Sutton, Jason. Zay Jones. Uh Evan Ingram, you can always
3: <laughs> risk your life. Yeah. He, they, that's one of our gifts. He got hurt the last week. He hurt his back. Uh he was limited in practice on Wednesday, so you have to pay attention. And like the as the craziness of the world, the postman may be back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's what you get. <laughs> like I don't even know if that drop still exists. Uh, but Dan Arnold would be the play if Evan Ingram is the, there it is if uh Shmevin Schmangram cannot play then Dan Arnold is maybe a fun DFS he might be a fun troop. DFS play yeah
1: yeah or you could end up with what we got in this next matchup with the Cleveland Browns at three and five taking on the six and three Dolphins and Harrison Bryant could be the uh whoopsie let you down after Anjoku went out um That's the hard part, right? I mean, you have superior athletes, and then you have their backups, and you hope that maybe their backups get involved. We should have the return of David Njoku in this game. That's what we're hearing. Miami is four-point favorites. The over-under on DraftKings is 49. This could be a really fun game.
4: Yeah, this is another game that I think I'm targeting. The the Dolphins' defense has been very injured over the last month and poor. Uh, The Cleveland Browns' defense... Was really, really bad, and I, I've got like a little twinkling of now that Davey and Clowney um, and Miles Garrett are, are both back and active, maybe their defense steps it up a little bit. We saw them crush Joe Burrow last time we saw the Browns, um, but over the last, you know, five or six games, these are teams that you've wanted to target for big scoring bonanzas.
1: So Nick Chubb, he's been dynamic. He's been great. Kareem Hunt. This matchup looks juicy. Miami's defense has not been able to stop anybody. It's one of the reasons why their offense is so great is they are that perfect uh, match of explosiveness on the offensive side, quick drives at times, and then they just give up points and then they get to go do it again. Mm-hmm.
4: It does feel like when you watch the Dolphins, they, they score so quick that you rarely see them with the ball. Like I feel like I'm always watching the other team uh, have the ball but it's just it's not because the dolphins aren't doing good as they're doing too good that would be like
3: that could be frustrating as a defense you're like man i'm t- i'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> like, take your time like, uh, stop it tyreek get a ten, 10 play drive going on here so i can get some rest the cleveland defense is um not
1: good against the run and so you've had this you've got jeff wilson arrival last week raheem mostert both of them scored a touchdown wilson's was through the air are they both startable assets this week?
4: They're both startable and they're going to be in very very similar situations where I I don't I'm not trying to put them in my lineup but as a flex option uh Tony
1: Pollard or Raheem Mostert. I would go Tony, Tony Pollard. Pollard in that situation. Regardless That's of assuming
4: Zeke. Zeke is back. If Zeke's out, obviously it's Tony Pollard. Right. Um no, but I would play Jeff Wilson ahead of Mostert. And the reason why is just because I know it's a very small sample size. Um, of the one game, but I'm I'm including the history with this uh, offensive coach back in the San Francisco days where Jeff Wilson was the pass-catching guy to Raheem Mostert's non-pass-catching work, and we kind of saw that a little bit more in this one game. So I think both players are going to be – they just look awesome. They They're on a great offense. They could have big blow-up performances. That's why you can put them in your lineup – but if they don't get the touchdown, if it goes to Tyreek or Waddle or you know somewhere else or Gasicki, then I think you'll be disappointed more with Mostert because he might not have the receptions to kind of pad the stats. But they'll they'll be
3: in a 50-50 split from weeks four through eight. So you he was Raheem Mostert saw no fewer than fifteen opportunities in a game. Like he was getting real usage. A couple games over twenty in that time span. First game with Jeff Wilson. Eleven. Like that's that's very concerning. And that was the first This is the third lowest on the season. This was the first time that Raheem Mostert had been under fifty percent of the snaps since week one.
1: It was, it was uh they couldn't play Chase Edmonds. <laughs> right. Could, they couldn't play him, but they yeah. wanted
3: to. Uh
1: Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, play them. Jason, thoughts on Jalen Waddle in like a dynasty format.
4: I think he is so much better than <laughs> C D lamb more like C D trash um you had lame sitting right there uh, yeah it, it, it was the the bad joke was the joke gotcha so that's where i went with okay. boston <laughs> i didn't know you had that on your board mike i love that so uh yesterday
1: we mike and i reacted pretty strongly <laughs> to your uh potential trading for jaylen bottle and then you 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 closed the show out and Within an hour, you had the deal done.
4: That is true. I I appreciate you, fellas, uh, making me think twice on that. Uh, it wasn't the deal that you uh, brought up, but just in a vacuum, basically Waddle versus CeeDee Lamb in a dynasty. I do think that the future arrow continues to go up on Waddle, and the future arrow could go down on CeeDee Lamb as they bring in other wide receivers there.
1: Amari Cooper, yes, please. Yeah. However, <laughs> Kyle, you pointed out his splits yeah. are very interesting, right? He's the weirdest player to project week to week, also for his whole career. But uh, what what's the situation this year with uh, on the road, Amari Cooper on the road? He's averaging two for thirty three. He just likes it in Cleveland, huh? I, some people say that it's yeah. nice. Some people like to be home. That's that's wild. Uh, but you got to play him in this game. the The Dolphins' defense has struggled, and they're going to need to keep up with the passing game. This is not one of those games that Nick Chubb can can bear all of the you know responsibility for points. Although he will bear a lot of it uh and he's playing against me so I expect big things
3: and people's Jones since week four he is averaging almost five receptions and seventy yards like yeah he's I, just he's it's it's like, I feel
1: burnt after week one because he went he was six for uh, sixty six, in week one and
4: then he came out
1: and yeah and was like disappearing act for targets full goose Full sure. The next week. And
3: there was, yeah, there was the two weeks two and you're three. You're not wrong. I'm
1: just, I'm just telling you, I feel a little bit of that first week.
3: Yeah, it's, I, I totally get it. Weeks two and three, he, he absolutely vanished after week one. But I mean, you're now you're talking five straight weeks that he's, he's been seventy plus and four or five and fifty yards of the week that he didn't hit seventy. He's, all he's playable.
1: Of, all of the rankings, and starts at tool, it's on the website thefantasyfootballers.com. It's time to get into our starts of the week.
2: Starts of the week.
1: Jason, why don't you kick this off at the quarterback position? I think you had this guy last week.
4: Uh, I'm going to stay with Tua because he is awesome. He's playing against Cleveland. We just covered this game, the Dolphins passing attack. They are absolutely rolling and uh they rank second in passing yards per game number one in explosive pass rate he's completing 64 percent of his passes of 20 plus yards that's the highest mark over the last decade thank you tyreek hill yeah uh, and the browns are allowing the third highest expected uh points per play so you're just gonna stay in the flames with two
3: and i'll jump in here justin fields forever Yes, this is so great. this uh, I am he so, was also your start of the week last week. I am so excited that we are at the point where it it feels like Justin Fields is an every week starter. It was uh the Justin Fields truthers our meetings they were rough, there. not well attended. They were rough there for a while, but Detroit is the third best matchup for quarterbacks over the last month. Justin Fields has been QB eight, five, five, and one. He's just he's running so much. The Bears have figured something out here and Justin Fields is he's he's unlocking that cheat code point scoring for fantasy.
1: All right, I want to borrow those steel underpants that you wear, oh, s- wear so often. Get in here, brother. And uh I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Oh man, against the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> and I understand Uh, I brought it up one touchdown one touchdown no touchdowns one touchdown one touchdown I think Brady's due for some positive touchdown regression change he just needed a change of environment and I think the ending of the last ball game I know it seems like a small thing to focus on but if you saw it it was like a load off he's gone through a lot this year Um, I think you know this 2.5% touchdown rate you're going to see some bounce back Seattle's a good enough offense to make this game kind of exciting. I think it's time. I think it's time Godwin get you know what? Oh no. Oh, oh. oh. Hey, it's, a, it's a Godwin touchdown guarantee. Oh
4: okay. wow. All right. Okay. I guess. See, these things go. have to come about organically. <laughs> <laughs> they can't
1: come about you can't <laughs> manufacture them.
4: Jason, You're taking out your, your Jason betting apps. Going to DraftKings. <laughs> well, yeah. We'll be there in a minute. We'll see. I think we'll
1: get two plus <laughs> touchdowns from Brady. They can't run the football. All right. And uh so I think it's I
4: think it's Brady time. Had some plant food this week.
3: All right. Yeah.
4: All right. At running back, I'm going for a flex option start of the week. Kareem Hunt uh, on the other side of Tua. I I think this game is going to be a back-and-forth game, and I want to give the Foot Clan confidence to play him. Hunt's a solid flex play. He's still seeing nearly 50% of the snaps. This game projects to be one of the best. And Since week three, Miami ranks 27th at schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to the running backs, and there's been some split backfields have had success here Brees Hall and Michael Carter both had uh great games 40 plus fantasy points DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams almost 30 fantasy points against Miami he is someone that is very questionable every week if you've got Kareem Hunt you are saying man I could start him should I this is the week where I I I like the matchup what would you do with like him and like if it was DeAndre Swift or something
1: (laughs) well that was what made it (laughs) tough
4: knowing that uh Kareem Hunt was my start of the week but the the comments from Dan Campbell of getting Swift more involved, I, I guess maybe I'm falling
3: victim to that. Uh, but it, it is really, really tough between there, those two. We we didn't mention it, but their hand might be forced a little bit. You had uh Craig, Craig, Reynolds, Reynolds, Craig yeah. Reynolds, who was playing in front of uh DeAndre Swift. I mean he's a good player, but he went on to the IR and this past week, so I mean that Justin Jackson was running in front of DeAndre Swift. That could be that could maybe force some of those opportunities. But in the meantime, my start of the week is Jay Willie. It's Jamal Williams. My note saying, will DeAndre Swift ever be good again? I do not know. But in the meantime, Jay Willie is getting those opportunities. 24 last week. The Bears are the fourth best matchup for running backs. The Lions, high T. It will be established. Fourth in rush rate in the first half of games. Eighth in the second half. And that is while trailing. So they don't care. They just want to run the ball over and over, and they do have a, a very large uh, uh, advantage here in their offensive line versus the Bears' defensive line.
1: All right. Uh, Miles Sanders is my start of the week at the running back position. Did
3: very well in prime time last week. I We're going to keep it rolling. I am so frustrated here with Miles Sanders of over the course of the offseason, the summer, like both you and I were like, we were rising. He was in our
1: breakout candidates like we, in the UDK early in the offseason.
3: Like Miles Sanders and my early – And the, we got scared. The early breakout show up, at I think, in Detroit it was Miles yeah. Sanders. I was re- getting really hot and bothered by him. And then he comes out and he's like, oh, do not draft me for fantasy football. <sighs> well, he, here's the thing.
1: The, you lied uh, to me, Miles. The Eagles are heavy favorites, double-digit favorites this year. They've averaged 27 points a game. He's the RB12 on the year. Not a joke. Yesterday, Brooks was walking through the office, and he shows me a signed Miles Sanders jersey. We had purchased that for a giveaway, and we had retired it on a shelf. (laughs) Yeah, last year. Yeah, and we forgot we buried it. We're like, we're (laughs) never giving this away. No one wants this. And suddenly this resurgence, I think it continues against Washington.
4: Yeah, at wide receiver. I'm going with Darnell Mooney against the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Let's go. Let's get in this game. Uh, Lost in the shuffle of Justin Fields mania is the fact that Mooney has been very good over the last month. 7.8 targets per game, nearly 60 receiving yards last week. He was 7 for 43 and 1 against Miami, and he's got a better matchup this week. The Lions are allowing the highest percentage of 15-plus yard pass plays, uh, and they are 30th against fantasy wide receivers. Mooney is a very good player. I want pieces
3: in this game. And it's time to steal up. I'm going with Cortland Sutton. Oh, my brother. wide receiver start of the week. Boston. <laughs> the Titans, say we, we may be saying that next week. But the Titans are the third best wide receiver matchup, allowing five points above expectation. They're allowing nearly 14 yards per reception. That's the fifth highest in the NFL. Again, the Broncos are coming off of the bye week, and I think that they get things figured out. Like Cortland Sutton, to me, is still a very talented player. He does have these hot and cold streaks, and I expect uh, that we will see some more hotness off of the bye week.
1: I I think we are at the point now. You know, Jason's got his boom-boom kicker. I end up with an almost upset very often. I feel like at this point, Mike needs his steel <laughs> underpants.
3: Start of the week, yeah, because I try to give at least one a week.
1: Every week, you do have one pick that we are disgusted by. Like yeah. we, Jason and I, we we are really we take nausea medication every week for one of your picks.
4: And 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 can you give use, me that bottle? It. By the way, we <laughs> spend the week trying to talk you out of it. Right, but then a lot of times your steel underpants—they look the good week. on that beach, man. <laughs> Oh You're out gosh. there just looking good. Yeah. it
3: like they can't they rust. Through.
1: No, yeah. no, no. That's a hundred percent UV protection.
3: <laughs> Not for the other people around me though. Getting, That's right. They're getting, they're getting blasted. Beams, just blast Very shiny chrome.
1: <laughs> all right. My wide receiver start of the week is hey, look. one of my favorite players of all time. I used to say a star is born about him. <laughs> I've always been a real. <laughs> yeah.
4: Look, I, I can oh. get behind
1: him for a week. Juju Smith-Schuster against Jacksonville the last three weeks. Uh you're in a boom shakalaka territory here. He's on fire. Wide receiver seven, four, and fifteen, eight or more targets in all but two of his games this year. They are throwing the ball at the highest rate because they cannot run it. And uh we said it yesterday. He he kind of goes out and he runs like Kelsey like routes, and when whenever the other team tackles Travis Kelsey, which is so often, I don't I don't know if you saw this around the goal line last week. There were two consecutive tackles of Kelsey that they threw flags on, and then the third play. The refs couldn't throw a third flag in a row, but they tackled him again. And when that happens, Juju's just there. He's open. He's in the very. He's so close to the line of scrimmage, yeah. he can always be seen. And Jacksonville, thirty-first in schedule-adjusted fantasy points against the wide receiver position. So I will, you know, my guy, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah,
4: nice. I uh, love to see it. Um, who would you take in a dynasty league, Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> or Allen Robinson?
1: Yeah, I take Juju.
4: Uh, All right, Uh, at tight end, I am going with Greg D. Yeah. Greg Dulcich. Me. Uh, He's the most popular question on our site this week. Everybody wants to know, can we start Greg D? People are asking, what about Pitts on Thursday? Or Greg Dulcich. Evan Ingram at Kansas City. Tyler Higby, who was my start of the week coming into today, but with the Matthew Stafford concussion. Or, Or Njoku coming off of injury. I am taking Greg Dulcich over all of those players. He's had three games in his career. He's had three top 12 fantasy performances. I am not quite as confident in the... handsome. He is very handsome. Uh, Looks strikingly like Weird Al. Um, (laughs) That's what we learned on Halloween. You guys saw that Weird Al featured a picture of me. (laughs) Yes. Who did not dress up as Weird Al, (laughs) but but he loved your Halloween costume. And yet you did. Yeah, you and certainly did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, look, Greg D has posted a 19% targets per route run. That is great for a tight end. Uh, his three weeks are three top 12 fantasy finishes, and the Titans are 24th in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to the uh, fantasy tight ends. They are 30th uh, out of all teams over the last six weeks. I think that the place Russell Wilson can find success is Greg D against this defense.
3: Uh, my tight end start of the week, as I mentioned, it was supposed to be Kate Otten. In that Germany matchup. So maybe you set your alarm clock uh, and wake up and find out if Cade. great uh, doesn't
1: make me that nervous.
3: If Cameron Break, if he's But it's a fair point.
1: The problem is just point.
3: he's just like if every if all the work is for Cade. Yeah, no, I get then it's, it. So if Cameron Braid is out, then I'm taking credit for the Cade on start of the week. <laughs> right here, right now. Uh, but my my backup option here, I had to go. I did. Look, you get there fast and then you take it slow. Cole Komet, a.k.a. Cole Comeau, which he kind of ruined that nickname, but maybe it's back. Maybe it's back. Lions are the third-best matchup for the tight end position. Cole Komet finally had more than five targets on the season. It turned into two touchdowns. I'm not expecting two touchdowns, but if you can get at least a little bit of volume in a matchup that could turn into a shootout, you could definitely do worst. Over the last month, the six-most routes run at the tight end position. He's on the field a ton. Maybe we figured out Cole Komet. This is maybe. Well, look, if they, maybe. Score,
1: if they score as often as they're scoring, he's going to have opportunities in the red zone. Because you can't maybe. stop maybe. everything, right? You, if you're going to focus on Justin Fields, you're going to get these screen games. I don't mind it. I'm going with the Muth. He's getting Luth oh, against New Orleans. so Luth. That's a great start. Chase Claypool, out the door, 17% of the targets, 19% of the receiving yards. It's time to get Luth. George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth are going to do some work. And uh, look, after Coming back from his concussion, nine targets, seven targets. Such a friend to a rookie quarterback. Find space, Jim, sure-handed.
3: Dominate the middle of the field.
1: He's going to be good, not just this year, but the rest of the year because the Muth always gets loose. Loose. Let's move on.
2: Jason Moore's Ironclad, Locked and Loaded, 100% Guaranteed Boom Boom Kicker of the
4: Week. Faced with a bossman, I called on the Foot Clan, lest I be utterly fooled. From Gondor I raised a horn, amazed, 30,000 to battle Robbie Gould. (laughs)
1: I don't, I don't even think Kyle could handle that one. And I know you participated in the, you know, editing process. <laughs> now, Jason, That's the
3: edited version? Jason is a master with words. They, thank you. Kyle.
1: The Horn of Gondor. And you're fighting Robbie Gould?
3: W- not just me. 30,000. The Foot Clan are this with is,
1: me. I'm, I'm very,
4: this
3: segment you know, has taken a turn.
1: It's tough to follow. <laughs> um, Robbie Gould, though, he's a pretty
3: ornery guy. Yeah,
4: and we're gonna need all thirty thousand of you to help me take him down. But he is my boom,
3: boom kicker. Of the I league. would put my money on you and thirty thousand people. Yeah, against a kicker. Against a kicker. I mean, come on, kicker shouldn't even be in the league.
1: And yet you built this segment of research.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because I'm so pro kicker.
1: Uh the the matchups that we didn't cover today, we're gonna cover them tomorrow.
3: Did you let Jason Myers go? Uh, he's with. He's with us now. Oh, he's fighting alongside. He's Are like he one trying
4: of the to follow the f- story? Stockholm the syndrome. Yeah, of course. Well, I wasn't the one holding him hostage. Robbie
3: Gould was. Oh, oh, that's what happened. Yeah, he's, he's the, the boss man. Robbie Gould was the mysterious villain from yeah. us. Okay, okay. Now it's, now it's more interesting. Yeah, okay, now uh, we. The, used... the book will be published at the end of the year. <laughs> you better
4: be. I need it. We're, we also have. A, I need another, the subtitles <laughs> for the regular segment. We also have um, another podcast that is just a companion podcast. For oh the Boom really? Boom Kicker. It's just like you know, we where we talk this about fan, uh, you know, fan theories. Yeah, we're just getting the cliff notes right now. You got the whole. Yeah. Mm. I had no idea. Oh yeah, just keep looking for it on your podcast wherever you get podcasts.
1: Wheel of Shame tomorrow, and uh... oh
3: yeah, get
4: ready. everybody. it's <laughs> oh, a good one.
1: Yeah, I understand that you have some prepared for me. It, look, it's been so long since I've
3: been shamed that I, um, I don't even remember what it's like. If you're a fan of nonsense, yeah, tune in.
1: Ah, that's great. That's great. Am I going to need to wash anything off? No, no, need no
4: your It'll be easy.
1: All right, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Review the show if you are so inclined, and you can watch it over on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/the fantasy footballers back with the matchups tomorrow. I will spin the wheel of shame. We'll share our DFS lineups. And we'll catch you up with the news, injury
3: updates, and things of that nature. Enjoy the game tonight, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Thank you for listening
2: to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com. And follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.